I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I tell him, you say, great, you're not so crazy anymore. Um, so it's real, uh, uh, it's a funny question, right? But there's a lot of serious to it. If you speak to many other people who made it to the end zone, you're going to realize that you never change the medicine. And they're sick for a long time. And you never know what they're fighting in their head. And it's not like this is, oh, you, you, you're suicidal, so we're going to be nice to you. Now you're not so suicidal, so now I'm not sure. The regular stuff doesn't work on them. And I haven't found, I say at least till the chuppah, this is what we're doing. But I haven't found that with kids who are in pain, that they can tolerate any other treatment. But it goes a little bit deeper than that. Why do we always feel that the default is what we call normal, and that the twisted, which works so well on boosting and fixing and healing and bringing back kids from the brink, and that's like uncomfortable for us. And then it's like as soon as I don't have to do it, I don't have. Do I have to do it? Do I have to still do it? When can I stop doing it? Why would you want to? What are we all about? We understand that when we fix trauma as much as we can. One of the things that we can, is a lot that we cannot do, but one of the things that we can do is we can fix trust. I trust you. I trust you. And as soon as I start saying, uh, uh, let me think about it, I have to go to the bathroom, uh, I'm not sure, yeah, but whatever you think you're going to gain, you're losing because that deep feeling inside of him, you don't trust me. And kids who go through trauma become adults who went through trauma. And I'm not sure when this ends, because we have 50-year-olds who cannot tolerate when people don't trust them. We have 60-year-olds who could still fall apart because of pain. So it's not bidyeved. In other words, I know you're all here because you feel it's bidyeved, and I usually play that game, you know, and I say, oh, well, you know, twisted parenting when everything else fails. I raised my kids this way. I raised my kids that, sure, I trust you. And whatever I may have lost, maybe I gained. Because they feel like my, my father trusts me. My kid, I have a kid who was in Shaduchim. And he was smoking. So I would take him in my car. We would go drive and smoke. Because he didn't want anybody else to see him. And we're in the car and he says, you know, I'm the only kid in the world that sneaks away from people with my father. <laughs> you understand? Everybody else, I make sure my father doesn't know. I'm with my father, make sure nobody else sees me. Because I'm on his side. And whatever we think that we could be losing, I want to challenge that thought. We all have noise in our brain that tells us they're manipulators. Your children are evil. Your children are manipulators. You can't just say yes. They're, they're just going to get worse and worse. If you don't tell them you can't spend this or you can't spend that, they're going to just spend as much money as they possibly can. And they're, they're bad people. And I want you to think about that because all of that comes from the Goyim. That's not what we believe. We believe that our children are a chelik elika mimao mamish. What does that mean? We believe our children are good. And I can give my kids credit cards and they're not going to spend as much as humanly possible with no Rahmanas because they're good. Now, don't try this at home. 
don't start all of a sudden because if you if you weren't like this and you turn open the faucet, they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of spending happening. Look at the bright side. You'll have a lot of points. So when they come to collect the money, you can fly away. You know, that's the big mila. And some people, they say, like, I know when the credit card bill comes because trucks start lining up in front of my house, you know. But if you, if you bake this in from when they're young or you fix it with TP, there's no reason to go back to the dark side. There's no reason to start saying, no, for two reasons. First of all, because he's still battling. He's still struggling. He's still far from normal. Baruch Hashem, he's so, so far from where he was. But he's so far from stable, normal. So wait, if he's holding down a job and a wife and kids for 10 years, then you could start maybe. But why ever? Why would you? Say, of course, honey, whatever you need, I'm here for you. Of course, honey. They don't get spoiled from that. They feel and the one reason that we all don't do this is because of that noise. They're manipulators. They're going to take advantage of you. I'm not talking about a sixth grader. Someone at the training this week said something so good. He was so, it was good. It was a good training. We had eight new couples. It was good, right? We was, we was fest. And the guy sitting next to me, the Russian guy, scary dude, actually very bachent, but I wouldn't get on his wrong side. Um, nothing scarier than a scary Russian Balchuva who's eight foot seven. Okay. He could literally eat me for lunch. She called you? Yes. I guess you said good things. Thank you. Checks in the mail. So he tells me, he says, you know, what happens is we start teaching the kids when they're two, when they're three. No, put this here because they don't know anything. You have to go to bed, you know, and, and you have to brush your teeth and we take away stuff, you know, for those of you who've done that. And then he says, the problem is we just never stop. So we could have kids who are 20 and we're still treating them like, you have to take a bath. How can we put this there? And it's like, Zriya Ubinyan, Revolba, wrote about it so beautifully. And as much as we change, there's a piece of us that still, we're just used to bossing them around. We're still used to telling them instead of realizing that our job is not to tell them. Our job is to teach them. And when they don't do the right thing, it's letting us know that we didn't do such a good job yet and we have a lot more work to do. I once was going to challenge my kid's teacher. I'm not the kind of guy you want coming to PTA. And basically, you know, the kid got a 60. I said, so you you were only 60% successful at getting the material into my son's brain. Like, who got the 60? You got the 60. You're supposed to get 100% of the material in his brain, and he only got a 60. You were only 60% successful. Try harder. <laughs> Try, no, do not. You, don't use that line. Only if, uh, only if you're a master capologist. Okay? They, do, they don't like that. They don't, I'm like, on the other teacher, he got 100, so you're only 60% successful. On your PT, I want to speak to your parents at PTA. It's going to be parent, parent of teachers thing, and I'm going to say, I think your son could be doing better. You know, he's trying hard, but I, I really feel he's not motivated enough to teach my son. He only got a 60. I really feel like he should be doing better, you know. And and it's true in the sense that I had a kid who in, in, in sixth grade really struggled with a Rebbe to the point that the Rebbe said he needs medication. And in seventh grade, that same kid was a superstar because he had more skill. He had more skill. So what we're doing here is not Bidyevid. It's only for the world Bidyevid because they can't handle us. They can't even handle that we should do this when a kid is on, t- on top of a building. They're like, nah, well, who says? They're going to manipulate you. I got a call this week. 
I got, I got, I would say four calls that were all the same in very different ways. One was about a girl who's in a, a, a rehab or something far away where they want to throw her out because she's not compliant. And now it's the parents' job to say, you can't come home and you got to put pressure. Another one was all similar type of situations. And what's amazing is that people think that we can actually control these kids. And that if we say, no, you're not going to come home unless you behave, that all of a sudden they're going to say, well, I guess I got to behave. Right? I always say, I want to meet the kid who was doing drugs. We heard tonight about Baruch Hashem, she's off Percocet. We heard tonight Baruch Hashem is off cocaine. We heard Baruch Hashem kids who are recuperating without any treatment program at all besides for you amazing parents. Right? I want to meet the kid who says, you know what happened? I was doing cocaine and my father said, I'm not giving you any money. So I quit. I had no money. And if you have no money, you can't buy drugs. And I'm clean. I want to meet the people who that worked on. And yet, that's the norm. That's considered normal. That's considered that's not twisted. We're twisted when we say, I understand you and I'm here for you. And we give this table legs that are solid and we say, I trust you. So when we go ahead and we say, oh, you're a little bit recovered. So now I'm not so sure that I'm just going to give you whatever you want. What are we really saying? I say that when you give them what they want, they spend less money. I say that when you give them what they want, they recover better, and they will be supporting you for the rest of your lives. The older TP parents will vouch for it. They're the ones... He'll vouch for it. You got a shaitel. You get bought her a shaitel. When you're chas for shalom, you know, 119 and three quarters in the old age home, you say... Who paid for the round-the-clock nurses? It's not covered by insurance. It'll be your kip. It'll be your kid in pain who you invested so much. Why? Because I know what they are. It's the sweet. It's the caring. It's the sensitive. And therefore, I wouldn't play with that IV. I wouldn't touch the IV. Kid called, called them out and said, Oh, when I was you know, suicidal, it was everything goes. And now that I'm doing a little bit better, you have to think about it. It's not an incentive to be good, but not because I'm scared of him. I was scared of him when he called me, but I am no longer scared of him. He, he, I am not scared of him. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little scared of him. I'm, right. I'm a little scared of him, but in, we have a long way to go. Tell him. When he asks something or he wants something, even if it's not a good idea, Shefala, sweetie, a hundred percent, you are so right. Sure, honey. It's the sure honey method. Just get used to saying it. Because like I always say, out of a hundred of their ideas, they're all going to be bad ideas. They don't have good ideas. Each idea is crazier than the next one. More dysfunctional than the next one. You can, your, your hair, if you lose a hair after every idea, you will be bald. Bad ideas, each one. We can't afford to wait till they have a good idea to tell them great idea because that's years from now and they're not going to get there. So what I realized is that when we say great idea, they get healthier because they feel that we trust and believe in them and we think that they're smart. And then what happens to healthier kids? Less chance of bad things happening. Make better decisions. We're still always up against the world out there of sickness and pain and, and 
And nobody knows what the kid's going to step into that they can't get out of. But at least we're not pushing them in. You're not a part of their pain. You're not a part of the problem. You're part of the solution. So the question, as funny as it was, and as much as he challenged you and said, ah, now that I'm doing well, I don't get yeses. And you could say, no, you don't, because you don't need yeses all the time. You could use a no once in a while because you're healthy enough. Afal cane, don't do it. Just go back and tell him, I have charata. You're right. Because here's another thing that I learned. A lot of the stuff that we think are bad ideas, if you knew there are other options, you might agree with them. It might not be such a bad idea to smoke weed when your other options are, are worse. It might not be such a bad idea to go with this friend who we can't stand because you don't know what their other choices are. So we're boosting them, and over time I realize, out of a 100 bad ideas, say yes, 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 why? 95 of them ain't going to happen anyway. So instead of having 95 times that you hesitate and go, uh, and you pull the night, you pull the, 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 the respirator out, you pull out the plug each time, right? Each time, instead, you have 95 times that it didn't affect anything anyway because it doesn't happen, that you said, great idea, Adarabha, sure, of course. Because it doesn't happen. And those five times that are going to happen are not going to happen faster because mommy and daddy let me. That's fantasy. It's going to happen. So at least let it happen with your idud encouragement. It makes them safer. Makes them safer.